Our Passes to India, Chapter 36, Part 1 All the time the palace ceased not to thrum and tum-tum, the revelation was over, but its effect lasted, and its effect was to make men feel that the revelation had not yet come. Hope existed despite fulfillment, as it will be in heaven. Although the God had been born, his possession, loosely supposed by many to be the birth, had not taken place. In normal years, the middle hours of this day were signalized by performances of great beauty in the private apartments of the Raja. He owned a consecrated troop of men and boys whose duty it was to dance various actions and meditations of his fate before him. Seated at his ease, he could witness the three steps by which the Saviour ascended the universe to the discomfiture of Indra, also the death of the dragon, the mountain that turned into an umbrella, and the sadhu who invoked the god before dining. All culminated in the dance of the milkmaids before Krishna, and in the still greater dance of Krishna before the milkmaidens, when the music and the musician swirled through the dark blue robes of the actors into their tinsel crowns, and all became one. The Raja and his guest would then forget that this was a dramatic performance and would worship the actors. Nothing of this sort could occur today because death interrupts. It interrupted less here than in Europe. Its pathos was less poignant, its irony less cruel. There were two claimants to the throne, unfortunately, who were in the palace now and suspected what had happened. Yet they made no trouble because religion is a living force to the Hindus and can at certain moments fling down everything that is petty and temporary in their natures. The festival flowed on, wild and sincere, and all men loved each other and avoided by instinct whatever could cause inconvenience or pain. Aziz could not understand this any more than an average Christian could. He was puzzled that Mao should suddenly be first from suspicion and self-seeking. Although he was an outsider and excluded from their rights, they were always particularly charming to him at this time. He and his household received small courtesies and presents just because he was outside. He had nothing to do all day except to send the embrocation over to the guest house, and towards sunset he remembered it and looked around his house for a local palliative, for the dispensary was shut. He found a tin of ointment belonging to Muhammad Latif, who was unwilling it should be removed, for the magic words had been spoken over it while it was being boiled down. But Aziz promised that he would bring it back after application to the stings. He wanted an excuse for a ride. The procession was beginning to form as he passed the palace. A large crowd watched the loading of the state palanquin the pro of which protruded in the form of a silver dragon's head through the lofty, half-open door. Gods, big and little, were getting aboard. 
he averted his eyes for he never knew how much he was supposed to see and nearly collided with the minister of education ah you might make me late meaning that the touch of a non hindu would necessitate another bath the words were spoken without moral heat sorry said aziz the others smiled and again mentioned the guest house party and when he heard that fielding's wife was not mrs quested after all remarked oh no he married the sister of mr heeslow ah oh, exactly i have known that for over a year also without heat why did you not tell me your silence plunged me into a pretty pickle god bole who had never been known to tell anyone anything smiled again and said in deprecating tones never be angry with me i am as far as my limitations permit your true friend besides it is my holy festival aziz always felt like a baby in that strange presence a baby who unexpectedly receives a toy he smiled also and turned his horse into a lane for the crush increased the sweepers band was arriving playing on sieves and other emblems of their profession they marched straight at the gate of the palace with the air of a victorious army all other music was silent for this was ritually the moments of the despised and rejected the god could not issue from his temple until the unclean sweepers played their tune they were the spot of filth without which the spirit cannot go here for an instant the scene was magnificent the doors were thrown open and the whole court was seen inside barefoot and dressed in white robes in the fairway stood the ark of the lord covered with cloth of gold and flanked by peacock fans and by stiff circular banners of crimson it was full to the brim with statues and flowers as it rose from the earth on the shoulders of its bearers the friendly sun of the monsoons shone forth and flooded the world with color so that the yellow tigers painted on the palace walls seemed to spring and pink and green skins of cloud to link up the upper sky the palanquin moved the lane was full of state elephants who would follow it their how does impity out of humility aziz did not pay attention to these sanctities for they had no connection with his own he felt bored slightly cynical like his own dear emperor babur who came down from the north and found in hindustan no good fruit no fresh water or witty conversation not even a friend the lane led quickly out of the town on to high rocks and jungle here he drew rein and examined the great mount tank which lay exposed beneath him to its remotest curve reflecting the evening clouds it filled the north world with an equal splendor so that earth and sky leant towards one another about to clash in ecstasy he spat cynical again more cynical than before for in the center of the burnished circle a small black blot was advancing the guest house boat 
those english had improvised something to take the place of oars and were proceeding in their work of patrolling india the sight endeared the hindus by comparison and looking back at the milk white hump of the palace he hoped that they would enjoy carrying their idol about for at all events it did not pry into other people's lives this pose of seeing india which had seduced him to miss quested at chandrapur was only a form of ruling india no sympathy lay behind it he knew exactly what was going on in the boat as the party gazed at the steps down which the image would presently descend and debated how near they might row without getting into trouble officially he did not give up his right for there would be servant at the guest house whom he could question a little information never comes amiss he took the path by the sombre promontory that contained the royal tombs like the palace they were of snowy stucco and gleamed by their internal light but their radiance grew ghostly under approaching night the promontory was covered with lofty trees and the fruit bats were unhooking from the bow and making hissing sounds as they greased the surface of the tank hanging upside down all the day they had grown thirsty the signs of the contented indian evening multiplied frogs on all sides cow dung burning eternally a flock of bleated hornbills overhead looking like winged skeletons as they flapped across the gloaming there was death in the air but not sadness a compromise had been made between destiny and desire and even the heart of man acquiesced the european guest house stood 200 feet above the water on the crest of a rocky and wooded spur that jutted from the jungle by the time aziz arrived the water had paled to a film of mauve gray and the boat vanished entirely a sentry slept in the guest house porch lamps burned in the cruciform of the deserted rooms he went from one room to another inquisitive and malicious two letters lying on the piano rewarded him and he pounced and read them promptly he was not ashamed to do this the sanctity of private correspondence has never been ratified by the east moreover mr magbride had read all his letters in the past and spread their contents one letter the more interesting of the two was from his loop to fielding it threw light on the mentality of his former friend and it hardened him further against him much of it was about ralph moore who appeared to be almost an imbecile hand on my brother whenever suits you i write to you because he is sure to make a bad bundle burst then i quite agree life is too short to cherish grievances also i am relieved you feel able to come into line with the operators of india to some extent we need all the support we can get i hope that next time stella comes my way she will bring you with her when i will make you as comfortable as a bachelor can it's certainly time we met my sister's marriage to you coming after my mother's death and my own difficulties did upset me and i was unreasonable it is about time we made it up properly as you say let us leave it at falls on both sides glad about your son and heir when next any of you write to adela do give her some sort of messages from me 
for I should like to make my peace with her too. You are lucky to be out of British India at the present moment. Incident after incident, all due to propaganda, but can't lay our hands on the connecting thread. The longer one lives here, the more certain one gets that everything hangs together. My personal opinion is it's the Jews.